This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 223. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he plays five-on-five basketball at five in the morning, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes and even the courses I've created Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to share another great story with you today. And this is from somebody who we already know from Entrepreneur on Fire, that is John Lee Dumas. He is the master, the machine, and the maniac behind an awesome podcast that you can listen to on iTunes, seven days a week, great interviews with amazing entrepreneurs. I was actually episode number one, fun fact. Um, But we're bringing John on today to not talk about podcasting, but to talk about his recent Kickstarter campaign for something called The Freedom Journal. And I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even tell John this, so you're, you're getting a little bit of insider information here. Uh, but when he first presented this idea to me, I had thought, really, John, are you somebody really qualified to do this? And man, he crushed it. He's, he, he's made a lot of money, but more than that, he's helping a lot of people achieve their goals with this project of his. So I'm gonna have him come on and tell you about what the Freedom Journal is. And you know I have my own and it's great. And um, I'm, I'm just really excited to share some tips that you can use in your business too when launching something, perhaps on Kickstarter if you choose to go down that route. And we'll talk about when or when not to use it and some, some of the pitfalls and you know some of the also benefits of using it as well. But uh, whether you launch on Kickstarter or not, this is gonna be a really helpful episode to you too. And if anything, at least it's gonna be inspiring because it was inspiring to me. I'm now having the gears turn in my head on, well, what could I do on Kickstarter? And I know that could be a little dangerous because I know there's a lot of other things to focus on too, but 
let's just get right into the interview and how John and Kate and the whole team behind the Freedom Journal raise nearly a half million dollars through Kickstarter. Also, I want to take a quick moment just to thank you. I don't know if you realize this, but you've had, you, the listeners, have made a massive impact on the direction of where smart passive income has gone. Uh, as a result of you, I've been interviewing certain guests that you've recommended. As a result of uh, your recommendations, I've been tackling different topics that are, that are of high interest to you. Uh, in addition to that, I created a brand new podcast called Ask Pat, which you may have heard of before. And on that show, I answer voicemail questions from you as well. You can actually check that out at askpat.com. But that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. Obviously, Ask Pat, there needs to be questions in addition to my answers in order to make that show a success, and, and I'm so thankful that uh, it's there, and, and I have you to thank for that. I also have you to thank for pushing me to create some online courses to help you through a number of the, of the different problems and pains that you might be having with your online business, uh, the, the scaling of it, just even the start and the process of it. Um, even though there's a lot of great free information here via the podcast, I know, and I know this from my own experience as well, courses can be life-changing because you you purchase a course and you are just in that mindset of actually doing that thing that that course tells you to, to do. And I have a number of different courses available to you if that's the kind of thing you need in order to actually finally start getting results and taking action. So I know a number of you have already taken action, which is fine. Like I'm not trying to push these courses on you, but they are there and available for those of you who would much prefer to get that targeted information and the accountability and the handholding through those processes. So if you want to check out and see all the courses that are available to you, all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. That's a page that's going to continually grow over time as well. So keep checking back, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. And I look forward to uh, to hopefully seeing you there. All right, here's uh, today's interview with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire and author of The Freedom Journal. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Pathlin here. So stoked to be talking to our good friend, John Lee Dumas. Uh, John, welcome back to the show for the third time, my friend. Welcome back. Pat, there is no place I'd rather be than right here, right now with you. Well, when you say right here, right now, physically, where are you right now? <laughs> Puerto, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, dude. I just figured out how to pronounce correctly, and I'm stoked. Oh, how are you supposed to pronounce it? Puerto Rico. Puerto I used to say Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. You got to trill that R. Well, you're, you're, you live there now, so for sure, for sure. And congrats on the move. I saw part of the uh, place and kind of where you're at. Uh, amazing, amazing. And, you know, I'm sure people can go over to your Facebook page or listen to Entrepreneur on Fire to talk uh, or to learn more about why that all happened. But I want to get into something that I know is on a lot of people's minds today, and that is the success of your most recent Kickstarter campaign and your first one, I believe, right? My first ever. Your first and most successful and probably least successful <laughs> too since it's your only one. But it did very well. Can you give us a rundown on what it is that you promoted and, and kickstarted and how much you made from it? So what I did back in January, uh, on January 4th of 2016 was launch the Freedom Journal campaign, which is an actual physical journal. So it's a faux leather because I love animals, gold embossed a journal where I take people through the process of setting and accomplishing their number one goal in 100 days. We launched on January 4th. We did it for 33 days. So we concluded on February 5th. And the conclusion of that Kickstarter campaign was over 7,000 backers and over $453,000 in revenue, which actually made us the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time. Wow, so almost half a million dollars from a Kickstarter campaign. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, you were a big help there. Yeah, I know. And I have a copy of the book uh, <laughs> right here, and it's beautiful. Um, I have so many questions, so I think I just yes. want to start right at the beginning. Why the Freedom Journal? 
I think this is a great question because you answered this question in a lot of ways in your great book, Will It Fly?, which I very happily promoted as well because it's phenomenal on every level. And it's all about how can I provide value to my audience, my listeners, my fans who I'm growing by giving free, valuable, consistent content over the course of months, you know, years, just build it up. Mm. And I kept asking them that question, like, what are you, Fire Nation, struggling with? And I would just listen. I'd kick back and listen. And it became very obvious in early 2015 that the common answer was, John, I see that your guests on EO Fire know how to set and accomplish goals. And that's why they're successful entrepreneurs. And we're struggling with that very thing. How do we set and accomplish goals? So I listened. It was a very common pain point and obstacle. So I sat down. I said, how can I create the solution for this? But in a unique way. I didn't want to just create some PDF or some app that could get lost on the computer or that could be replicated very easily. So, so I decided to really sit down and create something special. And I wanted it to be that you just described, a beautiful faux leather journal that people just be proud to have on their desk and their nightstands, taking to Starbucks, what have you, and that it would really be the bridge of that gap that people had in that knowledge where they didn't know how to set a SMART goal and then accomplish that goal in a set period of time, which I chose as 100 days. So it was really just a response, Pat, to people saying, John, this is what my pain point is, me mm -hmm. listening, and then creating the solution. I think it's a great idea. You know, I write in a journal every day, the five-minute journal, um, which is similar in that you're kind of uh, meant to write things down every day, reflect on what you've been doing. But I like yours because it's very specific toward a toward a, a, an endpoint um, that you continually look forward to um, achieving that goal. And day to day, you're kind of cracking away at it and getting closer and closer to that final outcome, which is which is fantastic. And ob obviously, already, I mean, you have a Facebook group of over five thousand people who have picked yeah. up the book and are sharing success stories every day. It's it's awesome. And so your solution is 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 a great one, and it's obviously um, providing results for people. But in terms of getting it out there, I mean, you could have published this as something on Amazon. You could have just, you have a huge audience already on EO Fire. Why not um, just do it that way? How come you wanted to use Kickstarter? There's a number of reasons. Uh, I can kind of maybe start with number one, which I love transparency. And you, Pat, were a big person that kind of showed me the light back in 2011 as I was kind of getting my head wrapped around like what it meant to be an online entrepreneur. You know, I stumbled across SBI and I was like, wow, I just love how just a good, genuine family guy is providing value and then he's sharing his income reports. I just loved that transparency. So when I started generating revenue with EO Fire, I wanted to replicate that for podcasters and I, and I did the same. I've been doing that now for 34 months and we'll continue to do that going forward as well. And that's a big part of what we do on our site. And I just loved that transparency. And so I said, how can I bring that to a really cool campaign idea? And I sat down and I said, well, listen, I could recreate the wheel right now because I have the opportunity, I have the web developer. I mean, we could create something like a Kickstarter that's a really cool campaign and that just shows like different pledge levels, et cetera. Or I could just dedicate my time, energy, and resources to the book and to making the Freedom Journal the best journal possible and utilize something that was already there. So mm -hmm. I looked at Kickstarter and I said, man, it's a phenomenal platform. People trust it. They know the name Kickstarter. They have that just belief that, you know, if I don't quite know John Lee Dumas, if I haven't maybe heard of him, 
then at least I know that with Kickstarter that they're legit. And if this all falls through, that like I'll get a refund or whatever. So I liked that trust that the third party brought in. Plus, Pat, something that's near and dear to both of our hearts, Pencils of Promise, I wanted to bring them on board. And so I said, Pencils of Promise, like I want you on board. I want you part of this because every time we hit a funding goal, I'm going to personally write a check on behalf of the backers for $25,000 to build a school in a developing country because I really wanted to be able to say, Fire Nation and anybody else who wants the Freedom Journal, give yourself the gift of accomplishing your number one goal and also give the gift of education to those less fortunate. Like that was really an important factor for me creating this big campaign around the Freedom Journal. And I wanted Pencils of Promise to be 100% comfortable that they were going to see the backers, they were going to see the numbers by a third party, separated, fully transparent, fully trusted. And so those are a number of the reasons that I said, hey, I'm just going to go there. The wheel's already been created. I can create cool pledge levels, make this really fun. Everything's transparent on Kickstarter. People can watch it. They can see mm-hmm. it. They can give updates on EO Fire. Let's do this. I love Kickstarter. I've backed, I don't know, a dozen or so different projects, including yours. And, you know, it's just one of those places where you, it does come with that, that level of trust. Um, obviously, you're sharing a little bit of that income that comes in with Kickstarter to utilize their platform. Yes. But, uh, you know, if your primary goal is actually getting the word out there and spreading the um, idea behind just reaching these goals and getting the Freedom Journal in people's hands, I mean, it's definitely, I think, a, a very wise decision. Now, I'm thinking about just what it would be like to, 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 to come up with a physical product and promote it on Kickstarter and, and, and launch a campaign. And the first thing that comes to mind now is like, okay, you have this idea, <laughs> where do you even start with getting something physical done? Um, I mean, I also wanna talk to you about kind of the content in the book uh, as well, but in terms of manufacturing and stuff, like where, do you, where, where would one start with that? Where did you start with that? Phenomenal question. And I really think this is one of those things that when you put stuff out there in the universe, like you just attract things. Like it's crazy. You know, when you buy that new car, you're like, oh, I've never seen this car on the road. Then like all you see is that car for like the next couple of years. You're like, what? What was I saying? It's the same thing when you just put something out there. And I was like, man, I actually want to create a physical product. Because like you, I was a fan of the five minute journal. I would write in it every single day and I still utilize it for sure. You know, my one thing with the five minute journal was, I was just doing the same thing every day and I didn't necessarily feel like I was getting towards a goal that mm. I was accomplishing. So I said, this is where I really fit in in a unique way with the Freedom Journal. This is what's going to set it apart and make it very special, that one goal in 100 days, which was really, really important to me. So I put it out there. I said, I want to create a physical product. And lo and behold, the next round of interviews I did for EO Fire, I interviewed a great guy by the name of Richie Norton, who wrote this great book called Start Something Stupid. And we just really hit it (laughs) off. And after our chat, he said, hey, John, I wanted to run an idea by you because I heard you mention something about a product that you want to create physical. I just launched, and it's in beta right now, but I just launched a new company called Product, a combination of proud and product. So Product.com, and that's exactly what we do. We take entrepreneurs' ideas, and we do all the work. We do the legwork in the United States. We find the perfect manufacturer for you, whether it be in the U.S. or overseas. We price it out for you all of these things. So I was like, um, that's perfect because I don't know a thing about a physical product. Where do I sign? So I signed up Richie onto the team. That was back in um, early, early 2015. And we worked together all year. And Pat, 
This guy just said, go to Barnes and Noble, grab a bunch of journals that you like, show me the things that you like and what you don't, send it all over to me and we'll kind of Frankenstein the perfect journal together. He sent his team over to China because we tried to get it manufactured in the United States and every company said, we just can't do this, what you want. The mm-hmm. gold edges, the gold emboss, the faux leather, we just can't physically do this. Like He just kept getting a no. So he sent his team over to China. And by the way, people on his team speak Mandarin. They found the perfect uh, manufacturing plant in China. And I got a great story about that later. And then they inked a deal and for $6.50 per Freedom Journal. And Pat, you're holding that thing. Like yeah. that is a solid big book with faux leather, gold leaf. There's bookmarks, there's straps. Like I really went all out with this thing. It's like a Cadillac of journals. And I was able to get it for $6.50, 20,000 printed in China, shipped to the US to my manufacturing plant. I mean, sorry, to my distribution plant. Um, in LA, which is a great company called Shipwire, where they fulfill everything at the click of a button, integrating with Shopify, you name it. Boom. My hands were basically off the entire project. Product took this baby home. Jeez, that sounds amazing. But I think it goes along with what a lot of us entrepreneurs don't realize when we're first starting out is that there's companies, there are people out there who know a lot more than we do. And, you know, if we have something we want to do and we don't know how to do it, we, there, there's likely people out there who do that we can connect with and, and work with. Um, what were your kind of deals with them, if you don't mind me asking? I know it might be something in particular that you guys have done together, but w- what could one expect to, I guess, share in terms of, you know, working together on a product like that? Pat, it's JLD. Come on. Any <laughs> question you ask, you're going to get a number. You're going to get the 100%. That's what I pride myself on. Thanks to inspiration from people like you. So 100%, brother. So I'm going to give you the full Monty right here. Thank you. Richie said, listen, JLD, like we're in beta right now. Like we don't have any customers. This is an idea that I have. Here's my website. This is what I want to do. And I just would love to have you on board. And I know that bringing you on board, you're going to get massive um popularity. You're going to have all of this media attention, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is going to be huge for me. So let me handle this. All you need to pay is cost of goods. We'll do the rest. This will be a loss leader for us. And I know you've had a lot of great scenarios like that power. People have come to you and said, Hey, we want to do this for you for free because we know if we do a great kick butt job, people are going to be like, Pat, like, how'd you get that app made? You can be like, well, here's a great company. Boom. Mm -hmm. They're off to the races. And that's exactly what happened to product. So I can tell you, I do know that if you go to product.com, they kind of list things out and it's going to be a percentage of the overall spend that you have. For me, it was only cost of goods. So it really was a sweetheart deal. But now, you know, Richie and product are all over SBI, which is one of the best podcasts in the world. So uh, I think it's been worth it for them. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm looking at it right now. It sounds like a great deal. You know, that's one of the things that I was always wondering about. How do you actually go about manufacturing, getting this stuff done? And I've heard of stories of people actually like going to China and trying to or go to Alibaba.com and trying to work with it that way. If there's somebody else that does it for you, that's great. So that's Prouduct, P-R-O-U-D-U-C-T. Of course, all the links will be in the show notes and stuff. Um, And I'm sure there there will be more links after we uh, continue this conversation here. But you had mentioned some funny story of something that happened uh, related to your manufacturer. Can you share that? Yeah. So basically it was all getting manufactured, like kind of at the end of 2016, uh, sorry, at the end of 2015, which is kind of around my birthday. So Richie actually went over there and he was like just standing amongst piles and piles of freedom journals, like just the covers and the pages. Like it was 20,000 copies, which totaled up to 3 million pages. Like they literally dedicated this whole manufacturing plant to just the Freedom Journal printing because they were really getting it going so we could have it in time for our January 4th, 2016 launch. 
And he kind of just mentioned offhand, he's like, hey, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like it's actually John's birthday today. And it was December 16th. And apparently the Chinese people are like, we need to do something special for this guy. Like he is literally keeping our plant running right now. We probably would be shut down otherwise, you know, for the holidays. Um, but this has just been a great order for us. So they all got together and they sang me first happy birthday in English, then happy birthday in Chinese, sent me the video, which I of course shared with my entire Freedom Journal list, which I was building up to the launch. That's awesome. And everybody just loved it. And, and that's what I love is you'll hear a lot of people and I'm sure we'll get a comment here or there, you know, like, why didn't you print in the USA? Like for number one, like we did try, like we really wanted to print in the USA. I mean, you know, I'm an army veteran. I served eight years in the US army. I went to Iraq for 13 months. Like I'm a proud American through and through. And, and we, I wish we could have done it on a lot of levels, but we just couldn't do it. And getting that video, I was like, man, like these are, these are people, you know, these are humans and they are so happy to have this work that they're doing for us. And now they're going to be able to go back to their families and have a little better holiday because there's a big Chinese holiday right around Christmas time for us as well. Mm -hmm. And it just really kind of hit home for me and, and really made it special. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, and then going back to the content of the book, you know, it's not just blanks that you fill in there's a lot of great content in the in the front part of the book um how was that all figured out and was it all researched or was it just you just came up with it and, and put it out there i mean obviously if you're putting twenty thousand books you want what you really want yeah. in there um tell us what all went into that so that was a labor of love for a year like i knew that if i was going to do this if i was going to invest up front by the way, over $130,000 is what I had to put into the project before we even launched a Kickstarter campaign. So it was a big leap of faith on Fire Nation and on this product really being something that people needed. Mm -hmm. But I said, hey, I really want this to be special. So I, I poured everything into it. I mean, I really focused my time, energy, and effort on learning everything I could about goals, about habits, about X, Y, and Z. And that's where I said, hey, I really want to make the beginning part of the book something that will guide people in setting a smart goal because that's where people fail, Pat. They, you know, let's just say it's like January or February of any year. You know, you hear people say, I want to lose weight. And the reason why they fail is because they're not setting a smart goal, which is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. Mm. I want to lose weight is just specific. That's it. You need to add measurable. I want to lose 10 pounds. It, you know, is it attainable? Well, it is attainable for me because I'm 175 now and I know I can get down to 165. I've been there before, you know, but is it relevant? Well, yes, it is for me because I want to look better, feel better, have more energy. Is it time bound? Well, thanks to the Freedom Journal, it's 100 days and I'm blocking it off for that. So I wanted to really start the beginning of the book by saying, this is how you set that smart goal. Let me train you. Let me show you a specific example. And I actually showed an example of writing a book in the Freedom Journal mm -hmm. of how you can do that, setting a smart goal. And then once you get going and you set that SMART goal, the next 100 days are all about guiding you in the accomplishment of that big, big one focused goal, like those 100 days. And it's not just like day, night, day, night, again, which I love the five minute journal, but I wanted to really structure this in, in a setting and accomplishing one major goal. So you start off day one with a 10-day sprint because there's 10 10-day 10 sprints. So every single 10th day, you're accomplishing a micro goal. So on day 10, you're 10% of the way. On day 20, you've accomplished a second micro goal. You're 20% of the way, all the way through. So you're continuing to build momentum and to have wins along the way. Every 25th day, we do what's called a quarterly review where you look back over the previous 25 days and you say, what worked? What didn't? How can we amplify what worked? How can we maybe 
adjust and tweak things that didn't work. And then of course, every single day we have specific tasks and every single night we have great recaps with quotes and with great affirmations, just making sure that you are staying to task every single day. And I am putting a rock solid JLD guarantee that if you set a SMART goal the right way, which again, a big part of a SMART goal is attainable, and you follow the 100 days of the Freedom Journal, you will accomplish that big number one goal in 100 days, period. Love it. Thank you for that, John. Um, where can people go get up get the book? Uh, just sh- shout out the link here mid-show right now. Yeah. So one thing that I really was excited about was during the Freedom Journal campaign, of course, you know, we were wanting to send people to the Kickstarter of it. But as soon as that ended on February 5th, we shut everything down. We fulfilled those Kickstarter orders. And then on March 1st, we opened up thefreedomjournal.com, which is just connected straight to a Shopify account, which syncs up perfectly with Shipwire. So every single day, Pat, we're doing between 20 to 40 orders a day of the Freedom Journal. And that's not actual book sales. Those are orders. People are ordering two packs, five packs, 10 packs. So we're doing 20 to 40 orders a day through our Shopify account at thefreedomjournal.com. And it is completely hands-free. Now, Pat, you're Mr. Smart Passive Income. We know that. And there is no passiveness for me building up to this. But now I've been moving to Puerto Rico for the last week. We've been doing over $1,000 in sales a day on the Freedom Journal. And I haven't lifted a finger on that because it is all automated. I love that. But you put in the hard work up front to make it all Total. happen, of course. And so let's talk a little bit about the, the, the marketing and getting the Kickstarter campaign kind of started. For anybody out there who's interested in Kickstarter, what would you tell them? To kind of what 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 do they need to prep to really knock it out of the park when they go along uh, when they absolutely. launch absolutely, and I love how you just really get to the mean potatoes in your interviews, Pat. I mean it's so critical. So I'm going to get into things that really worked for the marketing of the Freedom Journal Kickstarter campaign. Then if you want to, we can get into what I'm currently doing now to to really market the Freedom Journal now that it's just sitting there at thefreedomjournal.com. And the best thing I can say, number one, to throw it a link is Kate wrote a killer article on how to crush Kickstarter at eofire.com slash Kickstarter. Um, she also put it on uh, Medium. And you know how they tell you like how many minutes it takes to read the yeah. article on Medium? It says 62 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> this is not a short article. This I read is- that article. It was, it was fantastic. So Kate, Thanks. if you're listening to this awesome job and everybody should definitely go. So eofire.com slash Kickstarter if you want to check it oh, out. That's it. So those are 100% of the details. But really to, to pull the highlights out, I knew what my major leverage points were as the host of EO Fire. And that is exactly that. That's the podcast. I mean, Pat, I launched a podcast back in 2012 and it's been the main focal point of everything that I've done since. I mean, I know for you, your story is a little different. You've come to see your podcast as a main main focal point over Mm -hmm. the years Mm -hmm. and it's just exploded for you and you have Ask Pat now and all these great things going on. But for me, it's always been the focal point. And so I knew that that was where I was going to focus the Freedom Journal Kickstarter marketing on. So I said, hey, all of January from the 4th until February 5th, I'm going to jump out of the normal EO fire mode, you know, which is having guests on every single day saying what's your worst moment, what's your aha moment, lightning round, et cetera. And I was going to bring on, bring on 33 of my top past guests, people like Chris Brogan, Dan Miller, Michael Hyatt. I mean, fill in the blanks, just the top guests that I've had on EO fire. And every day for 33 days, I was going to bring them on. And we were going to talk about goals, a goal that they set, how they accomplished that goal, what they think was the reason they were successful for setting and accomplishing goals to really make it that month of just that reminder every single day. 
let's focus on goals. It was kind of the month of freedom and the month of goals, which was really important. Mm -hmm. And what was really cool is that, and this is a flexibility with podcasting that I love, a little bit of a ninja trick, Pat, something that I think you've done in the past, but you could really do pretty effectively. I went in every single morning and right before I published the episode, I did a live read where I said, hey, Fire Nation, we're currently at $10,000 and 1,000 backers. Or, hey, we just hit $25,000. We just built our first school with Pencils of Promise. Every day I would give a live update of the Freedom Journal campaign. And every single day for 33 days, people were reminded right away, oh yeah, like I've been meaning to get over there. Let me go check it out now, thefreedomjournal.com. It just directed them over to the Kickstarter campaign. And that was so huge, that daily reminder of a live update. It was so big. But what's the reality? I don't want people today to go back to those killer 33 episodes and hear live updates of a Kickstarter campaign that's dead. So I just went back. I re-edited those episodes. I pulled out that live read and I replaced the episode. So as soon as February 5th hit, anybody that goes back and listens to those episodes they're not going to hear those live reads. It was just during those 33 days. So it stays very relevant and it's not some annoying live read. It's something that's not relevant anymore. So for any podcasters out there, it's just a really great way for you to kind of dive in and get a little ninja there. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've done that before on a small scale and it's something that I feel uh, w- that I wish could be done a lot easier. I mean, it's a little bit, it takes some time to do that, but it's definitely something that you can do uh, whether it's changing the ads in your shows or the call to actions. If you have something else coming up, you can add a little plug in at the end for your uh, course that's coming out over the next two weeks, for example, and then taking those out afterwards. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done with a little bit of extra work going back into your backlog of episodes and changing some things around. And so I love that you mentioned that there. That's a great reminder for me, actually. So th- th- thank you for that, John. Um, what does somebody do if they're interested in Kickstarter and they don't have an audience like you did? What are some tips that you've learned through your research getting into Kickstarter and stuff that that have worked really well for others, for example, to, you know, really get the word out there. I think it was genius what you did and you did it in the absolute perfect way. But do you have any tips for people who are just starting out, who have a great idea, they have a great product, but just need some help getting it out there? Absolutely. And we can even stick on the topic of podcasts because this was by far the second best thing that I did that had nothing to do with my podcast. I went on a guest podcasting spree. You know, I reached out to people that were podcasting for years, for months, even for weeks in the business field, in the health field. Because again, the Freedom Journal is not business specific. It's anybody Mm -hmm. that needs to accomplish their number one goal. So I was saying, hey, how can I add value to your podcasting audience? Because I just know that podcasting is such an incredible way to get to know somebody, to build incredible know, like, and trust and intimacy in just 20, 25, 30 minutes. It's just unlike any other medium. I didn't even try, to be honest, guest posting at all. Like that just wasn't something that's my strong suit. I didn't even go down that road. But I set up 40 guest podcasting spots that I said to the people, listen, it's November or it's December. I I would love to record this now, but can you please hold off and release this either January 4th or soon thereafter as you can. So all of a sudden, boom, on January 4th, I had all these guest podcasting spots go on. And in fact, you know, and Ask Pat, you gave me a couple of shout outs of the Freedom Journal and Mm -hmm. it was so thankful. And, you know, that was one of the things that we really focused on was saying, hey, how can we reach out to podcasters who, who have an audience that would make sense for me and just give value to them? And so I would have some cool like I want to provide value to your audience. Like, you know, here's a coupon code, you know, here's something that I want to do. Like maybe I'll bring you on EO fire coming up in the next couple months. Like how can we exchange value? So 
you'll make this happen. And, and that was so powerful. In fact, it launched EO Fire, my podcast, into the top five in all of business podcasts for the entire month because I was guest podcasting on so many podcasts. And Pat, you know how hard that is. I mean, with Tim Ferriss and Startup and Planet Money, I mean, it's like impossible to crack the top five. But it propelled EO Fire to the top five for that one month because all everybody's like, oh yeah, I think I had heard of EO Fire. Let me go check it out. And I was getting all these new subscribers and it was just this whirlwind of awesomeness. So guest podcasting. Yeah, that's a great tip. You know, you were very focused on those 40 days or, or, or not 40 days, but during those few days when you were doing a bunch of those interviews, because I know you like to batch process, which yes. I think is smart. But when, when you're that focused on something, you, you'll get those results. I think a lot of people just kind of are like, oh, I'll do one here and one there. But if you have a big launch <laughs> coming up, you know, batch them and, and, and you need to ask them to, to come out uh, with those episodes at a certain time period like you did with me. And, and like, I, th this is the exact same thing I did when Will It Fly came out. I guess podcast. I didn't guess blog, blog post because it takes it, it takes a little bit more time and you know you could use that time uh, with your voice and build a, a stronger relationship with people I feel through the podcasts that are out there and there's obviously a lot out there so whatever Kickstarter campaign or product you're trying to create you know go out there and find podcasts who may be relevant for that particular product and that's that's the thing that I think is going to help you the most you know John and I we both have big names in the podcasting world so some of you listening to this might still be like oh yeah well that's JLD of course people are going to say yes or oh you're Pat Flynn of course if you come out with a book people will want you on your show but if you have a product that is great, um, and and you share that product with that podcast host. Maybe you even you know you had mentioned your book was only six bucks. If if right. you if you didn't have any cloud in this space, I I could very easily see you sending this book to somebody and saying, hey, I have this journal. I'd love to share it with you and your audience. I'm running this Kickstarter campaign. I'd love to get on the show and talk about goal setting for your uh, people who are trying to lose weight, and that could go over very well and uh, it'd be a lot um, more convincing for somebody to say yes to you especially if you show them that that product at first or even if you can't show them that product physically in hand at least show them pictures of it and the whole you know story behind it again story is a great way to really connect with people and so if you're asking for something those are some time some things you can share with people to get them to say yes so that uh, you can become a guest on their show I love it okay before we get into what the campaign was like uh, during it, I mean, I want to talk more about that and what you, what else you did during to kind of um, get more eyes and ears on your campaign. What can you give us a basic checklist, for example, of things that I might need to consider before doing a Kickstarter campaign? I know you have, for example, the video which you did with Caleb Wojcik, who, who's my video guy, and he did a great job. And I know you guys worked on that script for quite a while, um, which really set the tone for what this journal does, and and it was great. Um, but what are some other things, a checklist of things that people need to have or understand before they get into a Kickstarter campaign launch? Yeah, and to just double down on that video, it's so critical because that's the first thing people see when they get to the Kickstarter page is they see that video, they press the play button, and you literally have 15 seconds to draw them in. And that's so huge. And Caleb and I worked so hard together on that to get it under three minutes because every place that I looked and read and everybody that I talked to said, you, you have three minutes. Like you're not going to have someone stay longer. So get your message across in three minutes. And we got ours down to two minutes and 41 seconds. And our completion rate was actually really, really high because you can track those things on analytics for Kickstarter. So I really do mm. think that's a good time under three minutes. The next thing you really got to focus on is your, are your pledge levels. And I had two people that were working really hard with me on my Kickstarter campaign who are both crowdfunding experts. Number one is Brandon T. Adams. He wrote a great book called Keys to the Crowd. So if you want to learn a little bit more about crowdfunding, Indiegogo, Kickstarter, you name it, 
His book, Keys to the Crowd, is killer. And he was the main Kickstarter focal point for us, the guy that took the lead and really knew Kickstarter and just made sure we had dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. And Clay Ebert was another guy who's just run a ton of great crowdfunding campaigns. And he actually came over and for four hours we sat on my computer and we went through the pledge levels. And what I loved what he talked about is he said, you want people to be going down a slippery slope. Like you want them to, to get on your page and say, oh yeah, like there's a $2 PDF. Like that's cool, the first 30 days. But oh, what's the one below? $17. I can get the full 100 days for just $17 in the PDF version. But oh, I can get the whole digital pack for 27 Oh, then the hardcover is 39 And all the way down, you just want people to be like, yes, yes, yes. You get that first yes and you get them down that slippery slope. So, you know, I had three pledge levels that were $10,000, you know, me keynoting at a conference and then a full day with JLD. I had two of each of those, which all got scooped up. So I took people down that slope. So your pledge level is really your next checkbox that you really want to make sure that you go down and really just get because you want people to say, I see the value there. And hopefully if they see the value in one hardcover, they'll see the value in the gift pack because you're giving a little bit more and it's a little less per book, et cetera all the way down. And I did some really fun things too, Pat. Like I had one where, hey, I'll be a guest on your podcast and you'll get five freedom journals signed by me sent to you. And I didn't do many signed freedom journals Mm -hmm. and I don't uh, be, I'm not on many podcasts either. Like I really limit how many podcasts that I appear on because like you, I just get bombarded with requests on a day, month, weekly basis. So that was really a focus of mine. So I had some really cool pledge levels like that. And it's so critical that your pledge levels make sense for your audience, for your product, and they really walk people through in a, in a non-overwhelming way. Because the moment people get overwhelmed, they're out. They'll make no decision. They'll get paralyzed. So you want people to make a decision in a clear and concise way. Very nice. I love that. I've heard stories of people who have tried to fulfill things or they've, <laughs> they, they, they've had pledge uh, prizes, I guess you would call them pledge rewards, and they just had the a nightmare of a time fulfilling them. Like they just take over the whole campaign and it just becomes just like they wish they hadn't even done it. Yeah. Um, did you come across any of those struggles with your particular pledge rewards? I'm glad you brought that up for sure, Pat, because it is something you really want to think about. You got to picture yourself fulfilling every single one of those pledges. Mm-hmm. And I really did that. Like that's why I said I could probably sell five day with JLDs for 10K and that'd be $50,000. But man, like I love having those full day sit downs, but that's a ton of bandwidth. That's exhausting. Like I give myself to those. And so it's really important. So I I kept it to two. And then for keynoting, I was like, I want to speak, but at a very limited number of conferences. And I want to be at podcast movement, of course, at social media marketing world, of course. So I don't want to just throw myself out there to the wolves and put five. So I kept it to two. And I actually just got back from Des Moines, Iowa two weeks ago for my first of the two that I'm doing. And it was a great experience, nice. but I'm glad I only did two because again, I have podcast movement coming up where you and I are going to be hanging out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be speaking at Agents of Change where I'm keynoting with Chris Brogan in Maine in September, which Pat, you're also alumni of, of course. Yep, great event. And I really wanted to be focused on that. So my answer to your question is sit there and actually picture yourself fulfilling that. Like I had to sign a lot of copies of the Freedom Journal, like 40 copies. And it took a while, but I knew that I was willing to sign 40, but not 4,000. And that was really key. And there have been some really incredible campaigns, like the Coolest Cooler. Many people have heard of $22 million they raised on Kickstarter. It went viral. Guess what? They had a miserable time fulfilling. They have been sued. They've been in litigation. It's been an absolute nightmare for them. So don't just look at the high 
prices of people that are getting all this money from Kickstarter and be like, wow, they, 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 they hit, they hit it out of the roof. Like they shot the moon. Like that's amazing. You really have to have your fulfillment in order. And that's where I feel blessed is that I did have the finances to pre-order 20,000 copies, have them sitting in a warehouse so that the campaign ended on February 5th. People were receiving their journals in hand on February 15th, which is out of control for a Kickstarter campaign. Sometimes it's six, nine months ahead. And that's okay. Like Kickstarter understands that and that's the process. But I had my logistics down to a T. I didn't get any hiccups. I didn't have any problems. But that's a rarity. But if you do it right and you read like the article that Kate wrote, et cetera, you can make it happen. Nice. Yeah, I just, funny, and uh, we're talking about this right now because just last week I received a product that I backed on Indiegogo, which was a smart uh, luggage. And it has like a charger built in, GPS, so I always know where it is and all this other cool uh, stuff. And I had ordered it over a year ago. Wow. And it finally just came in. But you know what? They, I wasn't mad about that because- yeah. They set my expectation. Um, they didn't have them even built yet by the, by the time they were doing the Indiegogo campaign, which is the case for many of those types of- The norm, actually. Yeah, it, it, it is. And so you're gonna have to expect a little bit of a delay. And if you're producing a campaign like that, you have to set that expectation. And they did for me. And of course, along the way, they were keeping me up to date on everything from the manufacturing, from when they shipped their first ones out and how many more they had to ship until it was kind of getting into my my turn. Um, and it kept me happy, even though I was waiting over a year, even though I paid hundreds of dollars for that, uh, it, because they kept me up to date and they set my expectation. There, there was no problem there, but I can definitely see cases, and I've been a part of some campaigns where they say you're gonna get something or you don't, and just, there's no communication. And so that's, that's another important thing you have to realize that comes along with these kind of crowdfunding campaigns is there's going to be a crowd there and they're going to wonder where, where their stuff is. Um, another thing that comes to mind is it, did you do like t-shirts or anything for pledge rewards or, or no? I did not do that. Cause I know a lot of people who have and have, have had trouble with fulfilling even just t-shirts. And I think a lot of people say, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll just put a t-shirt in this pledge level just because it's easy. But yes. when you think about it, it's actually not that easy because you still have to get the t-shirts designed and there's all the different sizes and it's just, you know, I guess the big lesson here that JLD is talking about and, and that I want to mention also is you, you just don't want to throw random stuff in there. You know, you want to make it relevant and yours were, were very relevant and lucky for the kind of product you had. You also had some pledge levels with just digital kinds of downloads, which not everybody has access to, but you were very smart with it and I think you guys took a great approach. And so I'm very happy to see um, that you were quick to, uh, to, to fulfill also, um, which is which is awesome. Um, Thanks, Pat. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what were some of the big kind of unknowns or mistakes that you made or things that you weren't expecting? Here's a big mistake that I made and it comes all the way at the end of the Kickstarter campaign. Like there, we did this great blab. It was a four hour live blab where we got hundreds. I think we even actually broke a thousand total viewers on this blab while we were going over these four hours. We would have people come on and we would say, hey, I'm answering any questions about goals, about anything like an open Q&A. Let's hang out. I was bringing people in and talking about their purchase of the Freedom Journal or any questions they had so I could remove barriers. And we did so many sales in that last four hours. In fact, one of my day with JLDs sales, $10,000 came on that live blab. So that was a huge win that 
is not my huge failure that I'm about to get to in a second here. But that's something to definitely do, guys. Like have a live blab or a hangout or do something where you're there answering questions, removing complaints, because people might just have this one tiny barrier that's holding them back. Like they might say, oh, can you ship to Europe? And I'm like, well, of course I can. Yeah, okay, I'm going to buy 10. It's like, sweet. Like they just (laughs) didn't know that. Maybe it was on our page, but we didn't make it clear enough. Mm -hmm. So just having these live Q&As were so huge, removing barriers and just getting the momentum going and me being able to thank people and knowing that I was going to shout them out if they actually bought and I saw the pledge come through. Like it was just a really cool experience. That was a big win. But then we had this big, you know, 20 second countdown, like kind of like the ball dropping. And then the Kickstarter campaign just ends and it's over. And it's so funny how like the rush came in during those last 20 seconds and how people were emailing me and being like, John, I just missed it. Oh my God. I'm like, where were you the last 33 days? Like, right, did you right. really have to wait till right now? Like, what can you do for me? I'm like, I have no control over this. It's Kickstarter. The door's closed. Like, you know, we'll let you know when the freedomjournal.com comes up in the beginning of March. That's all I can do for you. I'm sorry. But one thing that I didn't know is when the door does shut, it actually shuts for the actual campaign host as well. So what a lot of smart people did who had experience, and again, I, I put a little bit of blame on my campaign managers there who supposedly knew Kickstarter and should have been uh, alerting me about this, but of course I take all the full brunt of the responsibility because that's what you need to do as an entrepreneur, my friends. But the reality is when the doors slam closed, you can't adjust anything on that Kickstarter page. So a lot of the smart people had right before changed their image to, hey, the Freedom Journal uh, Kickstarter campaign's over, but go to thefreedomjournal.com and you can order yours today. So you have like this bookmark that people can just go to and always know, oh, it's not just over, over forever, but now I can go to thefreedomjournal.com and just order a regular. So it's like uh. all this amazing bookmark that's just there for people that are, because there's people every day, Pat, that are searching through the top publishing campaigns because they want to see what the best campaigns have done. And so they're coming to my campaign every single day and like, oh, that's actually a pretty cool product. And this is, by the way, one reason why I love Kickstarter for this evergreen type of thing. Oh, that's a pretty cool product and it's 39 bucks. Like I'll go, I'll go snag one right now, but it's like, oh, the Kickstarter campaign's over and I didn't give any follow-on information there. So you got to get an image inserted before the campaign closes that says, hey, this Kickstarter campaign's over now. Visit this URL, order yours today. So the image would go in the place where the video is typically located. Exactly. Can you, can you even change the text on the body of the campaign? You can only do updates at this point. So everything is frozen in time oh, forever. Man. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess they want to they, they want to preserve what the campaign was essentially. Exactly. Um, which makes sense, but you're right. I mean, if you're if you're smart about it and you know, this was your first time, so I don't blame you, yeah. but maybe I do blame your campaign managers who have done this before. Um, <laughs> I got all the responsibility <laughs> on my shoes. Um, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that, that that's a great little ta- tactical yeah, tip huge. I think uh, for for people when you were researching Kickstarter, again, kind of going back a little bit, were there any reservations about going this route? Um, you know, were there any doubts? Uh, were there any sort of the imposter syndrome sitting in like, am I really somebody who's meant to do a book on goals? Like you're not educated in goal yeah. setting, um, but here you are actually literally changing people's lives now. Go through what was going through your head before you launched Kickstarter. Because I know a lot of people out there are now excited about Kickstarter, but as both you and I know, sometimes that excitement turns into doubt once we start to put in the work. So what can you tell those people who are excited about Kickstarter, but then those doubts start setting in like, I don't know if I should do this or not. I don't, I don't know if it's going to work. Did you experience that? And what, what advice would you give to those people? 
hundred percent. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because the imposter syndrome will always live within us all. I don't care if you are Richard Branson all the way down to some entrepreneur who just launched their first thing ever. It is going to be there because it's part of being a human being. It will live there. And no, I was not traditionally educated in goal setting. I was definitely self-educated. Like I spent a ton of time, energy, and effort getting myself educated in goals and habits and all of these things. And there's some great resources for that for sure. But, you know, I didn't have a PhD in goals. And here I was saying, hey, people are going to put their trust in me in this book to accomplish their big goals that could change their lives. And if I screw it up, I mean, what does that say about me, about my business, about what I stand for? And so there was a lot of fear that was going in there. There was a lot of trepidation and doubts where I was saying, man, I know that Fire Nation's here and they're telling me that they want it, but do they really? I mean, I'm going to go out there and it's going to be public. I mean, again, one of the beauties of Kickstarter is it's public and that's what I wanted because it's going to show the numbers and it's going to show the backers, but it's also going to show zeros if you get crickets. And that is terrifying because I've had a lot of success with the Fire. And I've gone from strength to strength to strength with many failures mixed in there for sure, which we love talking about on the income reports. But, you know, it really has been a a pretty straight line up. Is this going to be just something that wipes that all away? That the last thing that people remember that I've done is this Kickstarter campaign that just flopped. So there was all of these fears, no matter how many people listened to EO Fire, no matter how many people were signed up to the Kickstarter Um, email campaign that I set up, I was still like, man, is this going to work? And I was so nervous. Like I can still remember I woke up at 3.30 a.m. because I was on the Pacific coast and I wanted it to launch at 7 a.m. I wanted it to launch at 7 a.m. and the East coast. So I was like about to press the the click button and I'm just shaking and I clicked it. And then I was like, live, you are live. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then I just remember looking at the screen and I was like, is anybody going to know? Is anybody going to care? Then that first sale came in for $17. Somebody bought the 100-page PDF. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) and so it begins. And so it begins. Nice, nice. Um, That's awesome. Can you take us through, okay, now that the campaign's launched, you click that button, you're live. When were the sales coming in a lot? And when were those kind of like dull moments where you're like, "Uh oh, maybe it's done? Yeah, so great question. And this is going back to the analytics that Kickstarter provides, which, by the way, are killer. I don't know how good they were back in the day when they launched, but they definitely focus on this over the last number of years because you get killer analytics. I mean, you know where your traffic's coming from. You know how many sales are happening per day. You know the dollar amounts per day. It actually gives you a trend about what they think you're going to close at. It's, it's incredible, these analytics that you get. It's like it's almost too incredible because it's like so much fun to just keep hitting refresh and to see like the analytics adjust that you're like, oh my God, am I going to do anything else mm-hmm. for 33 days? So that was so much fun to see just the numbers come in and to really focus on the analytics and to say, hey, what are going to be the levers that I can kind of push to amplify these things up? And what are going to be the things that just aren't working that I thought might work? And there were some things that I really was kind of banking on that were going to work that, that just did it. And we can definitely talk about some of those things. But Pat, what was your specific question again? Uh, the question was about, okay, like when were the big rushes of sales and oh, then yes. like totally. the, the dull moments? 
So big, big rush at the beginning. Like we did $25,000 in the first three hours. And I'll never forget that because that was our first pledge level. I said, the first $25,000 that we have come in, I'm writing a check to Pencils of Promise for $25,000 on behalf of the backers. Like that first 25K is going straight to Pencils of Promise to build a school in developing countries. That was a huge milestone. And the first day was massive. I mean, we almost got to $100,000 by hour 48. Like this big rush came in. And then, you know, everybody that was there, your biggest fans, they rushed in the first 48 hours. Then you literally go into this nice little plateau. And Mm -hmm. I do say nice little plateau because for some people, it's not nice. Like it goes down to near zero. But because of the podcast interviews on EO Fire, because of my guest podcasting, something else I I haven't mentioned yet, but I love emails. Pat, you love emails. I know you're a big fan of ConvertKit and they're amazing. I was doing an email every single day to my email list, not just pumping the Freedom Journal. It would be 95% of just great killer content, you know, like 600 to 800 words of killer content Mm -hmm. on one topic. Then at the end, I'd say, hey, by the way, the Freedom Journal campaign is happening. Click here to check it out. And so for 33 days, I would have the emails go out. So because of that, we definitely hit a valley, but it was a nice valley. We were still getting 100 sales a day, 200 sales uh, backers a day, um, you know, thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars are coming in. Like it's this nice steady valley. And then at the end, we really ramped things up. We ramped up our Facebook ads, which is something else that we did really effectively marketing wise. We did some killer Facebook and Instagram ads. And then you just see the surge start again. So it's really like this bell curve that just starts up high, goes down, levels off. What can you do during that valley to keep things going? And all those things that I mentioned, plus other things, were things we were doing every single day. The live blabs, the hangouts, we did multiple of those. And then the surge came at the end. So it was really this big you that was shaped up. And that's where you really have to focus your energy to saying, hey, I know there's going to be a valley. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep pushing hard and I'm going to get all the way to the finish line. So it's definitely not a launch and just kind of set and forget it type of thing. No, no. Every day I was pounding the doors. Boom, boom, boom. Awesome. Man, Jody, this has been a, a fun ride to, to hear about yeah. this whole journey. I know that, you know, I read that post with Kate, but it was nice to hear it from your voice and kind of just hear the whole progress and, and some of the struggles and a lot of the wins, obviously. And so, you know, I want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing the Freedom Journal and its journey with us. And it's definitely not... Uh, over because uh, what are you doing now to kind of market the Freedom Journal now that the Kickstarter campaign is done? So right now we are just living and breathing the Freedom Journal because it's something that we love. I mean, we are seeing incredible results from people that are getting close to their 100 days already. Like it's it's insane that people have already got their journals and are now almost at the end. And they're like, um, where do I order my next one? And I'm like, yes, you want another one. Hit that next big goal. I love it. Another reason, you know, why I really like their strategic 100 days. And so we're marketing it in some really great ways. Number one, going back to my podcast, if you go to EO Fire, you're going to hear in the intro and an outro, there's going to be a call to action for the Freedom Journal. Not every single day, mm-hmm. once every five or six days, because again, I have a daily podcast, so that's spaced out pretty good. So that's huge. Um, something else that we're doing really, really effectively is we're bringing in an affiliate program. We're using a great company called Get Ambassador, and it just allows people to come in and become affiliates. Now, we're only going to be having a, a set of VIP affiliates for that, of course. But when we set that up, and it'll probably be like in midsummer to the fall, you know, I'm going to approach people that really feel like they have value with the Freedom Journal and say, hey, if you want to make this like part of your marketing plan, if you want, if you think that you have clients or customers or fans or followers, 
that it would make sense for them to accomplish their number one goal, like I'd love you on board for this. Now, of course, it's a physical product. There's a lot of costs up front. We can't do like your traditional digital product 50-50 split. But when we get this affiliate program set up, it's like it's going to be something that we're really going to be able to have some key partners in to keep building that up. And that's something that we're really looking forward to getting uh, implemented as soon as possible for sure. Nice. And emails. Emails are so important. Every time we send out an email, I'm giving some call to action where I say, hey, guys, by the way, like, you know, today is a day where you could be starting to accomplish your number one goal if you haven't already. And it's not the first call, first thing that's on the email or the middle. It's, you know, in a very gentle nudge reminder for people that have read the entire piece of content and got some great value. And now they're moving forward. And we're doing the same thing on social media really interspersing it, just making it part of our overall content marketing plan. And Pat, like you're the master of this. I mean, your, your new site launched and it's just beautiful on how you you are now interspersing things that generate revenue for you and provide value to your customers, to your followers, to your listeners, to your blog readers on a very value first basis. Yeah. Awesome. Man, it sounds like it's uh, just getting started actually. So even though, I mean, that's really what Kickstarter is all about, you know, just launching with a splash, but then, uh, you know, invalidating invalidating, and you're doing the right things to, to keep it going. I think, um, the affiliate thing, especially, I don't see a lot of Kickstarter people doing affiliates. So I think that's cool. I've used, well, get- let me kind of jump in here real quick, Pat, cause there's really something interesting that while you're doing your Kickstarter campaign, there's a great, uh, company called kick booster that allows you with just a couple clicks of the button, you set up an account and now you can share affiliate links with uh, anybody that you want to actually promote your free, uh, whatever Kickstarter product you have. So you can get a team of affiliates now during Kickstarter. It's something that I learned about a little late, unfortunately, (laughs) but uh, I had the company reach out to me. I actually interviewed their founder and they make it so simple. So you can do it intra campaign now, Kick Booster. Kick Booster. And you can actually have them track uh, like the sales and where they're coming from. Totally. And it's a flat 10% is what they do. Wow. Man, there's a lot of uh, new businesses coming about uh, related to Kickstarter and Indiegogo. This is really cool. So again, John, thank you so much. And uh, where can people once again go and check out the Freedom Journal? Obviously, they can go to um, you know eofire.com to get your great content. And you're still podcasting seven days a week and doing yes, some amazing sir. stuff there. But where can they go get the Freedom Journal? So for the Freedom Journal, all the magic happens at thefreedomjournal.com. So head on over there. We got a killer video, the one that Caleb created is waiting there. Some great details on that page about exactly what you get because you still get the complete digital pack when you buy the Freedom Journal. So you get the app, you get the PDF, you get the audiobook, you get a lot of great things bundled in with the Freedom Journal. We have different packs like the one, two, five, ten pack, et cetera. And plus we really go into details about our partnership with Pencils of Promise, which is near and dear to my heart. And I know yours as well, Pat. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the gala this coming October in New York City. It'll be a blast. It, it and will. yeah, and we're gonna we've already built three schools uh, through Pencils of Promise, which is so exciting that again we are allowing people to give themselves the gift of accomplishing their number one goal in 100 days and then give the gift simultaneously of education to those less fortunate. Because if there's something I'm passionate about is how education can really just be that springboard for anybody, anywhere, if they can just get that. So that's where they can go, thefreedomjournal.com. But Pat, of course, I'm a huge fanatic myself. You know, I love SBI Nation on every single level. So I do have a pretty killer opportunity for your listeners that I really think they're going to take a bite out of because it's pretty cool. Because you mentioned earlier that we have this 
great Facebook group. There's over 5,000 people that are a part of it. It's so active of people taking pictures and videos and hitting their 10, their 10 day sprints and their quarterly reviews. And it's just so much fun in there. And we had this uh, thing that just went kind of viral in the group the other day, which was, what is your definition of freedom? Because we all have different definitions, rightfully so, of mm -hmm. what freedom is. And I think if we can really define what our sense of freedom is, it's going to help us, number one, set the right goals to get there. But number two, it's just going to give us that compass in life, which is so critical. So I am going to be committed to this, Flanatics, if you're listening. I am going to be giving 10 hardcovers of Will It Fly and 10 hardcovers of The Freedom Journal to people who do the following go into the comment section of this podcast and give us your definition of freedom. Keep it to 30 words or less because I want people to be concise. It's harder to be concise. It'll really make you think. So keep it to 30 words or less. Give me your best definition of freedom. This will be a great exercise for you too, believe me. If you can really just define what freedom is for you, do that. I'm going to be all over the comments. And Pat, when's this going to be going live about? Uh, this will be going live in July. Okay, so... Let's say by September 1st, so get in there. If you're hearing this before September 1st, 2016, get in the comments. Give us your best definition of freedom. I'm going to be in there. I'll be responding to you. Absolutely. We'll have great conversations in the comments. And I'm going to choose 10 of the greatest responses that I see fit. And I'm going to mail you again a hard copy of Will It Fly and a hard copy of the Freedom Journal to your door. This is for international people. So no matter where you are in the world, this applies to you. I will send it to Siberia if, you, if you're the winner. And it's just <laughs> going to be great for you to define freedom. And again, I'll be all over those and we'll choose 10 and we'll announce it on that same comment section for sure. And one last thing, because there's only 10 that I can actually physically mail to people that we're doing for this. I also do want to offer, and this is going to be limited time, but completely free shipping for those people who live in the USA. I wish I could do it for everybody around the world, but shipping is insanity. So we're going to do free shipping for those USA residents. Just use the promo code SPI, all caps, at checkout, and you'll get free shipping to your doorstep. And for those international people, just shoot me an email, and I'll give you a, a different promo code for a discount, and we'll make it happen so it'll help defray the cost. But that's SPI, all caps. Get in there. Awesome. Thanks for doing that, John. I appreciate that. And before I let you go, can you define um, what freedom is in your terms? The ability to wake up every morning, look at my calendar and say every single thing that I put in that calendar was a choice of mine, including this conversation. Nice. Thanks, JLD. I appreciate it. We appreciate you and a great job with the Kickstarter campaign. I look forward to hearing everybody's definition of freedom. I'll mention the show notes link and the link that you can go do to comment uh, right after I hang up with uh, JLD here. But John, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate you. Pat, you rock, brother. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire and of course, thefreedomjournal.com. And for those of you in the US who wanna get free shipping on your Freedom Journal, just go to thefreedomjournal.com and use the code SPI to wipe out the shipping costs. And like John said, if you're international, just head on over to his website, eofire.com and uh, send him an email or shoot him a message and he will be able to give you a different promo code to help out with the cost. And of course, this is limited time only. I don't know exactly how long that'll be, but you know, as soon as you hear this, 
uh, jump on to the website at the show notes and we'll have information there. Just go ahead and go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 223. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 223. And of course, if you try the discount codes and it doesn't work, Perhaps the promotion has ended. But anyway, thank you so much, John, for coming on. As always, we appreciate you and your fire and your support and uh, just all the experimentation that you do and the way that you share what it is that you've learned. I mean, that's that's what I do. That's why you and I, I know, we're great friends. And uh, that's partly the reason why also because uh, you have cute, rosy cheeks. Not really. Uh, that's weird. Uh, should I leave it in there? Yeah, I'll leave it in there. No, I'm going to take it out. No, I'm going to leave it in. Okay, anyway, I also want to give a shout out to today's second sponsor for the show, uh, which is a really cool company I've just started to work with, and that is Insightly. Insightly is a customer relationship management tool or application, a CRM as they call it, used by companies to help them run their businesses better. So if you're not familiar with a CRM, a CRM helps you keep on top of all the things you need to run your business, like your tasks, your meetings, everything, your contacts, your leads, your sales, key information about all your customers, partners, or suppliers. And they also have a, they have a mobile app which gives you access to all that information, your customers and prospect information when you're on the go, which is super cool. Insightly is integrated with popular applications like Box, Dropbox, Evernote, Google Apps, Office 365, uh, QuickBooks Online, Zero Accounting, and many, many more. So if you wanna check it out, get the CRM, ignite your business with Insightly. You can actually sign up for a 14-day free trial today at insightly.com. Again, that's insightly.com. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your time and attention today. I appreciate it. Head on over to the blog, smartpassiveincome.com. Uh, if you haven't been there in a while, new website design, actually new things are being added all the time. And uh, yeah, just keep, keep coming back. And I look forward to serving you next week. We have a great episode with a man named Mark Barnes who talks about how to hack teaching because a lot of us, most of us teach online. Well, how do we hack that? How do we really get our students to succeed? Well, we're gonna talk all about that and education and getting results with Mark Barnes next week. But until then, keep pushing forward, keep moving the needle uh, and keep working on one thing at a time because that's how you get there. That's how you get there, guys. One thing at a time. So what's your next thing? If you don't know what that is, we'll figure that out before you do anything else. Thanks so much. I appreciate you and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.